0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of our podcast, it's PL time. We're the podcast talking about the Premier League and the Fantasy Premier League, and we've had a pretty average week with some shocking news at the end of it. Mohamed Salah's out with COVID, and this week he's definitely not playing, but next week we could see him playing, we could see him uh be negative, and this is really important because we have a lot of people a lot of people have him in their team, and um whether to keep him or not keep him is a pretty big question right now. More than that, we have a lot of people playing their wild cards in this international break. And the final team needs to be put up before the game week, before game week 9 starts. So we're going to help out a little bit with that. When it comes to defenders, we really play fixture-wise rather than form-wise. And uh, this kind of helps in a way. Uh, we've had a lot of clean sheets from Wolves and they've had some pretty, pretty good fixtures. Uh, and now they're starting to dry up, they're starting to get into slightly tougher fixtures. And we're going to need to switch those, switch them out. At the same time Crystal Palace's good run of fixtures also ends in around 3 weeks time. So we're gonna have to switch out players like Mitchell who are already injured but um, a lot of people still have them in their team. At um, the same time Spurs fixtures are getting bad too for a couple of weeks before they turn to be decent again. We have United and City whose fixtures are pretty good. But all in all what are, some, what are a couple of good options for those people who are using wildcard? To get in what defenders can actually make a difference fixture wise
1: since it's the international break many people are using the wild cards and everyone's looking for a good sturdy defense so I'll be naming some uh, differential as well as uh, popular picks uh, that can boost up your defense my first pick would be Alex Tellez from Manchester United uh, seeing the fact that Shaw is injured uh, until December and looking at the way Telez plays, I think he'll be a great fit into the Manchester United defence. And uh, looking at the fixtures Manchester United have, I mean, it, it looks it looks nice to have a Manchester United defender on your team. And uh, Tellez is a really attacking player. Really, really likes going up the pitch. And um, takes he used to take set pieces for Porto. So we'll have to see how that ends up. But I think all in all, Tellez looks like a really good differential option. Uh, my second pick would be uh, Patrick van Arnholdt. His uh, three fixtures, the, his upcoming three fixtures look really, really good and uh, looks like a really good differential pick. And uh, he's just back from injury, but I don't think that makes a difference because the last uh, two matches, uh, the way he's played, if he continues performing that way, then he's gonna get some returns. And he, he is on, uh, he takes a few set pieces, so that should help his returns. Uh, another pick that I really like, I mean, the, which seems like, I mean, many people are going for it. it. Uh, is uh, Kufal from uh, West Ham? Uh, he's not owned by many people, so he's like under 5%. And uh, he seems like a really sturdy option because if West Ham tend to change their formation from a 5, f- they're playing 5 at the back, so if they tend to change it to 4 at the back, Kufal will retain his place because he's the only, uh, for, you know, he's the first choice right back in the side, well as Masuaku won't retain, might not retain his place because of Cresswell, who's already uh, established his place in the team. So Cresswell and Kufal both look like really sturdy options in the team, if you're willing to spend that extra 0.5 million and get Cresswell in because uh, of the set-piece taking abilities, then it seems like a good option, but if you're looking up to save up some cash and get uh, find a cheap route into the West Ham defence, then I think Kufal should be a really good option. Uh, another uh, player that really caught my eye was Ben White. And the reason I'm saying that, the Ben White from Brighton, uh, the reason I'm saying that is that uh, he uh, last, I think, couple of matches, he's played CDM and uh, listed as a defender. I mean, he did start every match and he looks like a good sturdy option because even even if Dunk comes back and they play three at the back, Ben White will start in the three at the back. So, you'll have to wait and see where he starts, but he is going to start for sure. And if he plays a little forward up the pitch, the CDM, so then his attacking returns, increases, and plus, uh, plus you know he 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 possesses that aerial threat. So, I mean that's just a plus point. So if I had if I had to go for a differential instead of Lamptey, if you want to save save up some that point two million, then you can go for Ben White from Brighton. Or uh, if you want to, uh, get a really really cheap buy into your team as a fifth playing, defender, then uh, it looks like Nathaniel Phillips. From Liverpool, is gonna start because seeing that Gomez is injured, Robertson, Van Dijk as well as Arnold, all four of, four of the Liverpool uh, backline injured. It looks like uh, the guy who will be accompanying Matip is Nathaniel Phillips, and I mean there's nothing to lose I mean, as a fourth, as a as a fifth uh, defender. I don't think at that price there's anyone else who's starting uh, week in week. So in the in the four million category, Nathaniel Phillips single like leg good option. Uh, but there's there's another defender called Stryk, uh from uh, uh, this thing, uh, Leeds United. He's uh, he uh, a couple of matches he's started and then gone off the pitch due to injury. Then he I mean he plays adva- a more advanced role slightly more advanced role in CDM. So we'll have to wait and see if he consistently starts. But Phillips in the four million category seems the be the option.
2: Yeah, like you said, the international break has shaken up a lot of things. So it calls for a lot of interesting picks on, like, by many managers, and they're going to be using the wildcards too. So there are some options which you can consider. You know, which uh, which might be really influential, and few of them are proven uh, picks uh, when it comes to like a, a few defenders. From for like my first defender, I got size from from Wolves. He's facing Southampton, and again. He's one of the top few defenders out there so far he's he's on most of his points to clean sheets and and like uh, and he's caught a few like i think just the one goal right now but like at 38 points and 5.2 million he's like a good cheap defender to consider and the fact that you know that he's gonna be starting also so it's something to consider if you're going to be like using a wildcard to revamp your team another another possible option is hector Bellerin from Arsenal He's been he's been a good performer over many seasons, and again his main like all of his like points have come from clean sheets like uh, and assists. So far he's got he's got three assists and uh, and Arsenal have been decent when it comes to the defense. So I don't mind relying on him for a clean sheet. So uh, because he's got thirty four points so far and again cost five point one million. So yeah, he's a, he's again a good mid range to like slightly budget kind of defender. So you can definitely consider this. Uh, consider him as an option. Uh for an expensive option, I got Kyle Walker from Manchester Manchester City. uh they're facing Tottenham this this week, and that's going to be a tough game. But I think I think uh, Kyle Walker is going to be a good pick moving forward as he he hasn't performed this season, and City haven't been like in their zone so far, and like i think after the international break players are coming back a little more confident after scoring a bit like phil Foden got a scored a, a, a good number of goals in this international break so he's been coming off well so i think overall city are going to be more motivated and i think the defense is going to be much better than they were than it was in the beginning of the uh of the season so kyle walker a pick to consider at 6.1 million and moving forward my my last pick is going to be uh is going to be Westgard from Southampton and he's the budget pick for this week. He's going to be uh, uh and he's he costs 4.7 million and it, I think he yeah, he's the fourth highest scoring defender so far. He's been very productive uh, for Southampton scoring two goals and most of his points have come off clean sheets only. They are facing Wolves which might be a challenge this week. But uh, but I think uh, Southampton mostly have it in the bag, uh, considering the, re- the the recent form. And my fine, I think I want to add on like another player to this list, who's gonna be a little kind of out of the box pick for if anyone trying to you know take risks. And it's gonna be Brandon Williams. Like you said, Teles is a good pick, but like Brandon but the thing is Teles has got COVID again and I don't know what's going to be starting position moving forward because he already went to international duty and he's had those COVID scares and Shaw is also out till December and Brandon Williams has been approved to be a, a good starter and uh and is considered by uh by, by Ole you know off pretty often so since they're facing West Brom this week who haven't been at the top of the game I expect him to You know, kind of get a starting, start for the first time this week, and let's see. You never know. So he might be a risk. He might not start, but like he might pay off also. So that's like one to cover for me.
0: When it comes to midfielders, we do need to be spot on about who we choose because we do spend big money on midfielders, and at the same time, we're not going to get a second chance. The wild card, the next wild card that we're going to get, the next chance of wild card will be after game 16, and some people may want to keep it for even later than that. So you'll be stuck with your team, apart from the couple of transfers you can make, the one transfer you can make every week. You're going to be pretty much stuck with your team for quite a bit until you have uh, the transfers to take them out, bring other players in. So you do need to get this perfect. At the same time, it is unpredictable this year because of COVID. We've had Salah out. We, we have Salah out. We've had Havertz out before. Uh, a lot of players have been you know struck with COVID and ruled out for one, maybe even two weeks. Salah is definitely going to be out this week with their match. But next week, he may play, so we're not really sure exactly how many weeks he's going to be out. But at the minimum, it will be one week, he will lose game week 9's fixture. So uh, keeping that in mind, who should we get in this week? And if we're on wildcard, who are some midfielders, we should look forward to getting in.
2: If you're using your wildcard, it's all about the midfield, I think. And the midfielders are the go-getters for your team. They always get you your points. They're the big, they always get those huge hauls week in, week out. And they are your star players. So I think when you're going to uh, pick your defenders, you should pick powerful, you should pick good, powerful and effective defender, midfielders, sorry, who are going to be proving themselves and getting those points for you. And based on recent firm performances and overall starting positions and fixtures also, we got you the best picks this, uh, this week. For my first two picks, which are going to be the expensive ones, but I think are going to be definitely the the uh, like good point holes for you for you guys out there are going to be Bruno Fernandez and Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Both of them have been high, have been good uh, performers and players throughout their careers. And Fernandez recently having that, that really good form, especially last game, scoring two goals and assisting two, and 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 uh, only conceding the one goal. So. I think he's definitely going to be a pick uh, player to be considered. Scoring 17 points and being the highest scoring player last week. So this week coming off and uh, the, a good scoring week and an international break. Uh, They're going to be facing West Brom and he's going to be a really really effective player. as Because he really magnetizes the entire team and affects their entire chemistry as he's the main player. So I think he's going to be a pick at 10.6 million uh, who scored 53 points so far. Then my second pick is obviously Aubameyang from Arsenal. They are facing Leeds uh, at an away and have an away game. And at eleven point seven million, he's going to be up like the perfect replacement for for Mo Salah who's got COVID. So I think uh, Aubameyang hasn't been a player who's had too many goal droughts in his career, and he's he's currently having one right now, where he hasn't been at the top of at the, at the top of his game. And under Mikel Arteta, they have they needed some time to get in the groove, and finally. I think he's gonna get a, get his footing and come off, uh, and uh, this week and score a couple of goals or land a couple of assists. So he's definitely gonna be a pick to be considered. My other pick, who's gonna be, is gonna be Tielemans from Leicester City. Although they are facing Liverpool, Liverpool's defense has been really, really bad, especially with uh, with the absence of Virgil van Dijk. It's gonna be uh, really, you know, interesting to see what's gonna happen and how Leicester are gonna treat them this week. Tiermans has scored a couple of goals too and he's overall been a really, really good player uh, and in the international breakouts he's performed. He's scored 3 goals so far in the league and at 34 points and 6.4 million, he's he's a really decent pick to consider moving forward. So, I think I would definitely consider having him in my team. Then, another player is Jack Grealish from Aston Villa. Grealish has already scored, scored 60 points and has, and, has, and his price has always been increasing. At 7.5 million he's been a really really effective player and I think most managers already have been considering him or have him. He's got I had an assist last game and got a clean sheet overall he's he's got four goals six assists and four clean sheets as a defender as a midfielder sorry and he's been a really really effective player and most managers are going to get him week and week out and and he's been pretty reliable and with as well recent fixtures, we're looking at how easy they are, Brighton, West Ham, um, Newcastle, Wills and Burnley. He's definitely going to be a long-term pick to consider. So, I think I'll definitely go for Grealish this week uh, as one of my possible options. And I think my final option for this week is going to be Solomon March from, from Brighton. And this is going to be my differential. Because at 5 million, he's got 26 points. But he's been decently involved in as in a, in a, uh, Brighton's uh, midfield. And he's, he's also been key to uh, a key player when it comes to a, a couple of goals. Where he scored a goal and assisted once. Had to clean sheets. At 5 million, he's going to be a player to consider. And although he plays as a centre midfielder, um, I think he's he might be effective this week. Considering it's again the international break. And he's a differential. So that these are my options for mid, for the midfielders.
1: So if I was using my wild card, I would target uh, United and City players solely because of the fixtures and the players that they possess. United, I think, have uh, three to four uh, red marked fixtures until game week twenty five, so they seem like really safe options to have in your team, especially Bruno Fernandez. But I, uh, the first player in my team sheet would be Kevin De Bruyne or uh, Raheem Sterling. Uh, Solely because uh, the next two fixtures after the Spurs match, they're facing Burnley and Fulham. So, I expect them to haul uh, in the next three weeken- next two weekends. Uh, the thing is that with uh, Sterling, the thing thing with Sterling is that he is a differential pick right now. But the thing is that he doesn't uh, en- end up getting assists and goals every week. But there'll be certain weeks in the season where, where Raheem Sterling will haul. And I expect him to haul against uh, Burnley and Fulham. So, he'll, he'll either get, you know, two goals or, like, he will get one assist. You know, it's not like De Bruyne consistently getting one assist, one goal. So, if you're looking for a safe option, you can go for Kevin De Bruyne. Although he missed a penalty last week, I think he will be taking penalties. Uh, but if you're looking for a slightly attacking approach, you know, to climb up the mini leagues, then you can get uh, Raheem Sterling in your team. Another option another, another options in the uh, mid-range to cheap category... I really like Theo Walcott from Southampton, he's taken Danny Ings's place currently, because Danny Ings is injured, and he's playing as a striker, so it's always good to have a midfielder playing as a striker, and uh, so for every goal he scores, he gets an extra point and a clean sheet point. So he does have goal threat, he does possess goal threat, and I think uh, this weekend against Wolves, he is uh, gonna get a goal or an assist. Another option in the same price uh, range. Is Eze uh, from uh, Crystal Palace? We saw that last week he got a goal from a free kick and a assist from a corner. So he stays taking set pieces. He's delivering. He looks like a good uh, young you know boost in that Crystal Palace team. So yeah, and ne- Crystal Palace the next three fixtures are really good. So it look it, you know it's good to have a Crystal Palace player in a team. If you're looking to uh, target any team players, then you can go for West Ham players. They have really good fixtures uh, for the, for uh, for like 10 game weeks or so. So you can get Jared Bowen at 6.3 or you can get Pablo Fernandez. And you can expect them to deliver. These are the differential picks I'm stating. Um, another player that caught my eye was Jack Harrison from Leeds. Leeds are a really attacking team. So I expect Jack Harrison to get uh, assistant and goals. As as a 4th f- or 5th uh, you know, midfielder on your team, Jack Harrison seems like a good option. He's on loan. At Leeds from City and uh, looks like a early attacking player so i I expect uh jack Harrison to develop deliver if you're looking as a for, for for fifth uh, midfielder on your team at a cheap price then you can go for, go for adam or Lokman uh, we saw that he did take a penalty last week although he missed he i don't think uh, i mean i i i don't think he'll be dropped from the side so Lokman is that young fiery thing that Fulham need and Fulham do need to score goals. I think if if Mitrovic isn't performing, I think Lukman will. I think you should just give him time. And as a fifth midfielder, Lukman seems like a great option to have in your team.
0: Up front we have a lot of options as strikers and forwards. We have the cheaper strikers and forwards around the six million price range. Uh we have Calvert Lewin right now at seven point eight million. At the same time we have the, the premium Forwards like Kane and Vardy. And the whole question is, you know, should you keep in Kane because of form or get in Vardy because of fixture, etc. So, there are a lot of talking points and forwards. Who are some forwards which are definitely going to make an impact over the next couple of weeks?
1: So, one player that I uh, wish that I'd have in my team right now is Jamie Vardy. I mean, he's facing a scratchy Liverpool defence. Although he gets, he uh, got, got his goals, uh, half his goals, By converting penalties. I mean, still, I think Jamie Vardy, we know what he can possess. We know what he possesses. So, uh, Vardy seems like a good option because after the Liverpool game, his fixtures are really, really good. And I expect him to haul. And he's a really good captaincy option as well. So, I think I I would get Jamie Vardy. And I I am getting him in place of uh, Harry Kane for next week. If you're looking for a slightly different, uh, you know, different approach and getting a differential in the side, then you can get Danny Wellback from Brighton at five point five million. He seems like a good uh, third striking option. You know, if you want to save up some cash, and Brighton aren't playing that bad e- either. They just they're just not taking the chances. And and I mean, there will be a time where they will t- they will take the chances. So I think uh, I think Wellback seems like a really good option. If you don't want to go for Mope, obviously. I mean, I'd go for Mope simply because of the penalties. But if you want to save up some cash, you know that extra million you're getting from Wellback to Mope, then you can go for Danny Wellback. Uh I'd I, I really like Ryan Brewster from Sheffield United. I mean, although people are just saying you know as a third striking option, third striking option, you know, just to save up some cash, he's gonna be on the bench and upgrade a midfielder. I mean, I I still think that Brewster as a third striking option is also really good. I mean, I like looking at Sheffield's next four fixtures; they're not that bad also. So I mean, if if I owned Brewster, I would start Brewster in the next four game weeks because there would there'll be a time where Sheffield will step up and take their chances. So I think next four fixtures Brewster should should get some attacking returns. So uh, yeah, Brewster seems like a really good pick. If I had Raúl Jiménez right now, I would. Uh, Play him for the Southampton game and then get rid of him as soon as possible, because Wolves fixtures don't look really good. They're getting ugly, so I think uh, that would be the thing. I would look to you know upgrade him as to either Warner or Wadi. or downgrade him to Oli Watkins. So Oli Watkins is the talk that you know everyone. I mean everyone's talking about Ollie Watkins right now, and uh, yeah, uh, rightly so. I mean looking at Villas fixtures, fixtures, it doesn't seem you know a bad idea to uh uh double up on a Willow attack so i mean i have i have regulation i'm I'm thinking of getting Watkins in my team and uh it, is, it seems like a really good pick because Watkins does take penalties so looking at what he's done he's scored two against Arsenal three against Liverpool, so he's already scored five goals and I expect him to get many more so if if i was look- uh get you know using my wild card my, my th- combination of three would be uh, i think wadi Oh, uh, um, like that's that's my approach. right So I'd, I'd get Wadi, Calvert-Lewin, and Oli Watkins.
2: Most people will be considering Calvert-Lewin this week for, I think, one of their forwards because of the of the excellent fixtures that he has moving forward. But I don't. I, I would prefer like going for someone different. And for me, I have I have a few options for that. My first one's gonna be Timo Werner from Chelsea. He's he's facing Newcastle this week. And all the Newcastle have had a good defense, but the attack has been terrible. And overall, I think Chelsea are going to triumph this one. So, and he's had a really good uh, international break too. Moving forward, he's going to be a good pick at nine point four million. He's going to be a perfect replacement for one of those expensive, you know, high end forwards. And he's got forty three points so far, and he's proven himself in in the Bundesliga. And now he's come to the Premier League, and he's having a decent Premier League overall he's been on a on a scoring streak and i expect him to really do well you know uh, as the uh, as as we resume up, uh, uh, the premier league my other pick is going to be raul Jimenez from from uh, um, the from wolverhampton because uh, he's been uh, he, he's hasn't had the best season so far and he's got four goals which is just decent but from his standards you know i expect him to do really like well, and improve his game, and I think this is the time I am. I'm assuming he must have taken off, and really I don't know, revamp his game and come back with the bang. So, with Wolves, uh, with with Wolves, uh, you know, uh, overall being like uh, being decent, having decent performances this week against Southampton, I th- expect them to c- come back and you know perform and score those goals. My my differential pick for this week is gonna be. Is gonna be Mishi uh, Batsoari uh, from Crystal Palace at 5.8 million. He's already scored 14 points, I understand. But but he uh, and he hasn't been regular it's when it comes to st- starting positions. But I expect uh, him to come back and perform as as uh um sorry, Crystal Palace have really good fixtures facing Burnley, Newcastle, and West Brom. So I expect him and Salah to link up. Uh, sorry, sorry, Zaha to link up with Andros Towns and also being there in the mix. I think he's injured, but uh, but I uh, but like, let's see what happens moving forward. So these are gonna be my picks so far for forwards.
0: Lastly, we have captains. Who are the players who are gonna captain this week, and why? Many people would have
1: put the armband on uh, Mo Salah, but sadly we got the news that Salah has tested positive of COVID. And we, we don't know exactly whether he'll start this weekend or not. But I think the captaincy options are all over the place right now. So, I, like, I do have Marcus Rashford on my team. So, I'm planning to captain him. But even he showing showing injury concern, So, I don't know. But for me, if I was uh, giving my R-band, the popular pick would be uh, Bruno Fernandes. If if you all have Bruno Fernandes, I think you should captain him against the West Brom side. And in the slightly different differential approach... You can either go for uh, Wilfred Zaha or Jack Grealish, looking at the fixtures. So, these are my two picks. So, for popular picks, I'd go for uh, Bruno Fernandes. And for differential pick, I'd go for Zaha or Grealish.
0: I think for captaincy, uh, I would go with the you know the pretty straightforward option this week, which is Bruno Fernandes or Rashford. Uh, the other players, the premium players like De Bruyne and Kane are playing each other. And it really doesn't kind of make sense to uh, bet on something like that. At the same time, Salah out with COVID. So, I think the only safe option out there is Bruno Fernandes, Marcus Rashford. And I think I'm going to take that this week. No differentials because it is just all over the place and there is no idea. I have no idea who's going to be playing well this week.
2: My two captain picks for today are Jamie Vardy and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Vardy being the slightly risky one while Calvert-Lewin being the safer one and, you know, the one which most people are going to go for, I'm assuming, because Vardy facing Liverpool. But I have a feeling... They're looking at his firm and looking at Leicester's lethal attack and Telemans and all of them, the way they're linking up. I think they're going to completely destroy Liverpool's defence, which doesn't have Virgil van Dijk and has been shambled since the beginning of the season. They've had the worst defence in the league. And I think Wadi is going to score a couple of goals this week. So he's going to be my captain pick. And for the safer pick, it's going to be, obviously, Dominic Calvert-Lewin since, you know, he has better fixtures and plus he's facing Fulham who also have a terrible, terrible defense. And considering that, I think he's going to also end up scoring or you know, putting some uh, back in the net. So these are my captain picks for this week.
0: That's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. It's PL time. Please follow us on all our social media accounts and we will be back next week with updates for Game Week 10.